Welcome to Reiki Cafe Radio, where your host, Christine Renee and Izzy Wells. We come together with more than 25 years of experience in Reiki, meditation, chakra wisdom, clairvoyant techniques, and holistic healing. We are passionate about helping individuals release resistance, step into their authentic selves, and align their lives with the truth of who they are. Reiki Cafe Radio is your choice for vibrant Reiki conversations, meditation experiences, and holistic wellness. This is your space for a deeper look into the ancient wisdom through modern eyes. So grab your tea or coffee and join us as we sip our way through this week's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Reiki Cafe Radio. I am ecstatic today to be joined by our newly minted Reiki Cafe University professor, Chantel. Chantel, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and doing this interview. This is exciting. Yes, I'm so excited. You all have heard Chantel's voice in different webinars and different podcasts, but today we're going to be sitting down just like Christina and I have for the past couple of weeks to really get to know who Chantel is, why she's here, how she supports us here at Reiki Cafe University, and quite frankly, why she is the amazing soul that she is. It's it's an honor and a joy to get to work with you, and so I'm excited to kind of unveil you to the masses, if you will. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. I really enjoy working with the both of you as well. It's definitely been a journey and um, I just look forward to seeing what's what's coming into the future for us. So, Absolutely. Okay. So we'll start just as we did with a really easy question, Chantel, of how did you get to where you are today? <laughs> a very easy question. <laughs> a very loaded question. <laughs> um. Lots of things, actually. If I journey through like my lifetime and things I've gone through, um, really, it's it's overcoming a lot of um, personal trauma and grief, and allowing myself to <clears throat> one learn how to get back up, learn how to stand back up, and see life from a different, like a higher perspective. And when I was searching for Reiki, it's when I went through the experience of losing my son in an accident. And that for me was like the epitome of like a true, like hit in the face, the breaking of the heart, kind of activating, awakening of searching for what's our soul's purpose? Why are we here? What's our earthly purpose and everything that we're doing? And then that guided me into later finding out that I had an autoimmune that I was um, deal- had to deal with. And when I went to the doctors and everything, they were giving me um, their protocol that just didn't resonate with who I was, didn't resonate in what my medical, tr- like my medical treatment plan what I felt was good for my body, for my mind, for my spirit. And so from that, I went on the hunt for Reiki. And once Reiki came into my life, literally, I always say Reiki has its own agenda because it absolutely does. And so once I like found it, as soon as I even heard the name, I knew I have been working with Reiki in some capacity throughout my whole life. I mean, we are Reiki, right? We are like universal life force energy, like that. That's what runs through us. But when you don't work with the principles of Reiki and you don't, you're not attuned and all of that, we're actually working from our own energy. So once I 
realized what Reiki was and was attuned to it, it literally was like the floodgates opened and I went on this, um, just this higher education of learning multiple things like plant medicine, working with oils, working with energy, working with people, um, becoming like reading Oracle cards and tarot and doing all these things. Like everything just started like opening and all of my players came on and it was just, um, and I'm still working to heighten them and increase them. But once I did that, it just really changed my world Mm -hmm. and my perspective on life, how I saw myself, um, in my health. And I've been autoimmune, like in full remission for four years now. And literally it's nothing to do with what modern medicine has to offer me. It is literally just working with like ancient wisdom medicine and connecting with my higher self and knowing that vibing and connecting to my body as a healer, that's really what keeps me going on a daily. So. um, And I'm, I'm always so inspired when I interact with you and when I watch you teach of your relationship with and perspective of grief you just have such a powerful way of looking at it and working with it and helping other people to be able to feel it fully in themselves, but also heal through it. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about that process for you. Um, well, of course. So I've, I've been hit with grief a few times in my life. Um, my dad died when I was four, which really like set me into the perspective in life that, um, yeah, we die and we're, our loved ones leave us. And it's not like necessarily this protective nest, so to speak, that a four-year-old mind thinks that, you know, you just, your parents are here and you're cared for and nurtured for. And so it really, um, made me grow up really, really fast. Mm -hmm. And then from that, um, later on, so it, it, when my son then died, it stripped everything from me because one, a parent doesn't like losing your child is a different experience than losing a parent. Mm-hmm. Right. And so not only do you lose that child, that is what you recorded to and you grew and you have all these aspirations and expectations that you're going to grow into, like, who's he going to become as a man? Who's he going to marry? Like all these things that we had planned. And on my son with him, he was born deaf. And so I immediately learned sign language to communicate with him, which then guided me into my career path of the last 24 years of being a sign language interpreter. And so my home was like a hearing deaf environment, you know, and my rule in the house is if you don't sign, then you don't have anything to say because I needed him to be fully integrated in the family and would understand like, why are we laughing? What are we talking about? What are we doing? Right. And so with that, I think I just had this, a much worldly view of culture and language and, um, integrating people into our lives. Right. And seeing them for where they are and not having these expectations of what we want someone to be, but who they actually are. And so through my grief process with him, um, the, the beginning years were very, um, extremely, extremely difficult, but I was from the day one, a conscious griever. And that is like, 
where you feel it, you move through it, you don't numb yourself, you um, sit with yourself when you need to. And I, through my process, what I actually received was grief through the lens of our chakras. And when I processed that and cycled through that, it was like, wow, that's really actually a very empowering way to move through grief because you're working with your own self and you're going through the process of each element, each level within yourself and how to heal it and to release it and to connect and to, um, to honor your loved one's soul journey, as well as you honor your own. Cause if we're here, we still have purpose. And so I know there's things I'm supposed to do here. And so it's, I can't hold myself back in that, but I also, he's with me all the time and I connect to that. I feel that that veil between life and the other side is very thin for me. So it's not like I'm behind this dense wall of where is he at? But I think there's an awareness in all of us when we're able to connect with our spirit and theirs, like we can bridge that gap between life and spirit. And so I think that's a really important thing to know that it's not like we just die and we're done, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And that, and, and again, it's just such a powerful way of interacting with it. And it's, it's so incredibly inspiring. I know for myself, but also for so many other people, but I'm curious because it, it really sounds like that moment was kind of a catalyst for you in your spiritual journey. Were you spiritually, you know, quote unquote, awake and aware before, or was that really the moment that it opened up for you? Well, I believe we all have different, um, awakening points you know like just because you have one awakening doesn't mean oh i'm awakened for no we have layers that keep raising us and so that definitely was a big one but i was always awakened i wasn't raised religious um and i think because of my experience with my dad i always felt him around you know and i always just had this knowing that um i could feel energy and stuff so it was never like quote unquote, like asleep, you know, I've always been an awakened being, but I just didn't know what I know now. So am I on a much higher awakening level? Yes. Yeah, for sure. And he was, he was a catalyst of it, but, um, but I know that it was also part of our soul's contract, you know, to that. This is what I'm supposed to, we're, we're doing the contrast of <laughs> the two lives or whatever. And, um, to be honest, when I first learned that, to me, I felt there was a lot of power in that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this isn't just a a tragic accident that happened. This is actually something that occurred on a much higher level, like on a soul level point of view that our human minds can't even grasp. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just so we get in our emotions and our heart is broken and we're traumatized by death and we're traumatized by life or loss, sorry, and all these things. But when we can take that higher perspective of really understanding why it really brings in a level of empowerment that says, if I accepted it there, I can grow through it here. And that's just something that I really feel. That's beautiful. That, that will also be a quote, Chantel quote. (laughs) right there it's beautiful so that process brought reiki into your life and that was kind of when that happened for you but what what was it about reiki that made you feel like that was the answer for you in that moment 
Well, my master teacher, when I first contacted her, she's also a theta healer. And so when I was asking her which method I should learn, and she was like, Reiki, because you can work on yourself. And I was like, okay. And so once I did and literally got turned on, like energetically activated and turned on, there was no way of stopping it. Like I just resonated with that energy so strongly. And I love to play with it. I love to do the energy ball. I just, to feel the expansion of our physical body and our soul body and our energy body. Yeah. It's just, for me, it was um, invigorating. I was just like, yeah, I want more. And I could see what was unfolding and how the brain was working differently and um, the healing that was coming through everything that was just happening. And then all of my personal healing, which I did a lot here with Reiki cafe. And when I was going through the shamanic program and then, um, in the coaching program with you. So it was like, not only was I teaching my own students chakra work and personal healing, but I was going through it in my own coursework. And so it was like, I was in this cycle of healing for like a year and a half of just going through all of my chakras. And it amazes me that there's still so much, there's still more. I'm like, is there still more? And then something comes ends. up. No, and it doesn't. It, no, ever it doesn't end. I'm like, oh, I'm still working on that shadow work, that self of me, that side of myself. I'm like, okay, it's all good. But I think it's really important that, um, not even important, it's, it's vital as a Reiki practitioner that we are, that the most hill version of ourselves that we can possibly become because we are holding space and energy for people that are coming in that really need us to be clean be like that hollow bone you know the best that we can like when we walk into our reiki room that whatever we're carrying is left at the door and yeah we're human and it doesn't mean we can't show that human side of ourselves to our clients and stuff but i like them also to know that I can leave what I need to leave. And if they want to tap into my personal life, like a story or experience, I can share that as well. Cause I'm very human with them. I'm very like down on the floor. Let's get like, what's going on. You know, I've been there with you. We've done that, been there myself. And so, um, but I like that. I've actually been clearing all of this stuff in my own life and through different timelines and dimensions and, you know, so yeah. So one of the things that I love to say about you, because I, I think it's so true, is that when you talk, I can see your soul come through in your hands. You're just so expressive with your hands. And I'm, I would love to know if your experience with signing and, and that community impacts the way that you practice Reiki, which is also such a hand focused modality. I, you know, actually, I believe it does because um, I see my hands as my biggest tool in this lifetime. You know, not only do I use them to communicate with the deaf community, but I use them now for Reiki. And so I think the flow for me is there. And um, and I do. I'm very expressive with my hands all the time. So I'm always like, I am a signer too, but um, I think they move in a certain way because I'm, I'm fluid with a language that use, I use with my hands. Um, and that was part of actually why I was brought to you guys, because when I was practicing traditional Reiki, I realized I wasn't. And I was doing things 
like pulling energy and shifting and being more intuitive and starting at the feet and not the head or the stomach or wherever I was guided to go. And, um, in the traditional part, I was still like, I was being guided to come, well, we have to do, you know, it was just like when I found Christine, that's when I was like, Oh, okay. You're talking my language right now. So what do you have to offer? Because I need to know why I'm doing what I'm doing and know that I'm protecting myself at the same time. And so when I got into class, um, it all just made so much sense to me. So So at what point in your Reiki journey did Reiki Cafe University come in and what's that experience been like for you so far? So my Reiki experience has, it literally has been on fast track. I'm probably not even at four years yet. So I was only in, I was a master level when I came, which was in my first year. I went one, two, did my six months, and then I was at a master level. Um, like as soon as I started, I was already working on people. I already had clients coming. And so, um, then probably like in a year and a half, she had, we had talked and there was a cohort that was getting ready to start. I wasn't ready for that one. The second one came up and that was the one I joined. And then literally, then I overlapped at the end of that, got into coaching and then overlapped and got into the advanced (laughs) You did. You did. You just did a stack. So that for for those who don't know, the first one you did was the shamanic Reiki practitioner, and then you did the coaching certification, and then you did the advanced shamanic Reiki practitioner. Yes, and then I was offered the apprenticeship at the end of the SRPT graduation and the beginning of coaching. So in there too, I was also learning how to be an apprentice and do all the things that back you know behind the scenes kind of stuff and. and tech stuff that my brain just, yeah. And learning, you want to talk <laughs> like, what's my zone of genius? Um, not tech stuff. <laughs> not tech stuff. That's why you have me. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been very layered over the last, probably going on two years now. Yeah. Yeah. Almost two years. So isn't that amazing? And now you're you went from apprentice when you graduated SRPT and now you're officially a professor. So official congratulations to you for that, because that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I know it feels so good too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. We, we arrived. I arrived. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you're just, you're just such a good support and a pillar of inspiration for not only the community, but also the students that you support. And so it, it truly is an honor to be able to Thank call you. you a professor. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to it. And it really, um, for me, it is a passion to help people find their way and to, you know, even outside of Reiki cafe, like with my, my clients, my practice that I have, um, I am, I'm there to mentor them, to guide them, to walk with them, but I want them. I am very like, um, persistent on you have you, the work comes from us right? From themselves. Like I'm here to facilitate, do Reiki, guide you, but you have to go home and do the work in between. And that's really what's important for people to understand. Like you can't just go to Reiki and have the practitioner do the work in there and then leave and think, oh, I'm healed. You are, you're healing and those layers are being peeled back. But if you don't go and say, do a three to five, you know, session back to back, those layers just kind of restick. 
Mm-hmm. And we reattach things and our limited beliefs and our mm-hmm. like our um, foundational way of thinking. It just it will return. And so um, my biggest thing is, yeah, it's my passion to help people find and recognize that they are their own healer and to tap into their own Reiki. And um, I think the more that we can get people there where they're alchemizing their trauma, they're able to flip the script on their stories and to recognize that we're all like that divine goddess, that divine, you know, feminine and masculine and to pull that through into our life and our daily life. Because if we don't, it's almost like we're really missing a gift that has, we're like, it's innate in us. It's like our, um, birthright, you know, to be human is also to be connected to that divine energy, the divinity within us and to move through things. Because when we're attached to the outcome of our story, or we're attached to that trauma, and we carry it with me, like, I know it's attachments and cords, but me, I, you know, I was just explaining this to my son-in-law yesterday, because he's working through some um, inner child work, you know, child trauma stuff. And it's like, I visually see it like shackles on the ankles, like we're just carrying those chains. And that's what I was telling him yesterday. Um, and I actually use the example of, um, what is it? The Christmas story with Scrooge and yes, the, the second and Marley, ghost. Yes. Yes. And how he's carrying all of the chains. That's how I see when we just immerse ourselves in our trauma and our story over and over again. It's, we're just latching on more and more and it gets heavy. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like there's a lighter way of really working through our stuff. And that's what I hope to be able to bring to our students and to the community and to just life, you know? Yeah. And I, I think you absolutely do that. And I I love that phrase of alchemizing your trauma. That's just such a powerful way of thinking about it. And so in that, that, that might answer this next question, but what do you feel through all of this healing and this evolution and this awareness, what do you feel is really your life's purpose and how is your work here at Reiki Cafe University fitting into that? Um, really for me, I would have to say like, just in my life's purpose, it has been to alchemize because who I am today is absolutely not who I was. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, because I was an unhealed version of myself, like way more than I am, like I'm a more healed version of me now, but I was in so much pain and suffering of things that I couldn't identify that, um, I ran with a lot of anger and I ran like, I ran angry. And so, um, not that I was always like that because I've been this compassionate, like interpreter and education and all these things. And I have my kids, but internally I always had this feeling right until I really went through, um, my chakra work until I started recognizing what my default emotion was and then how to work with that, which is anger. And then digging through what is below that, what is below that and getting to the root of it. And it was grief (laughs) and sadness of, you know, losing my own innocence as a child and what I had to grow through. And so um, once I recognized what I was working with and the power of knowing and working with yourself and going inward, um, I know that at least for myself, the, the power within us is it's huge. So alchemizing through that, I think is a big part of my life lesson is I think I had to go through a lot of those things 
so that I can be really open to a variety of clients that come through. Mm -hmm. So now I can touch on different things like addiction or not that I have addictive personality, but I can say I've been addicted to things in life. So going through that, going through trauma, having past pains, all these things like um, grief, sadness, death, you know, there's a lot of things I can say I can relate. So let's work here, you know, different avenues. Um, and I think that's what I'll be able to bring to Reiki Cafe because we have such a variety in our students. We different walks of life, different perspectives, different ways of dealing with um, their own stuff, you know. And so, I think I I just have that um, that variety, the versatility within my personality to work with different people. Mm. And so when when you're talking about that idea of, of alchemizing trauma, I know somebody listening is going to be asking, well, how do you do that? So what would be, obviously this is a lifelong process, but what's the, what do you feel is like the first step in that process? The first step I think is really getting real with yourself, asking the hard questions, allowing, um, what I think one of the hardest ones is recognizing that somebody else, like our triggers, when somebody else triggers us, it's not about them. It's about us. And that for me took a long time. Like when I first heard that, I was just like, there's no way, like you're pissing me off. You're, you're hurting me, you, you, you. And then when I recognized to switch it and to start looking inside, why am I feeling that way? What is that person doing that? why I feel hurt or mad or upset or whatever it is. Um, but I think it, the, the first step is really just to sit with yourself and to feel your emotions and to be conscious while you're feeling your emotions and know, like try to figure out the root cause of where that came from and why it's, you know, still rooted in you. And when we do that, I think that's the very first step. There's so much power in that because you're, like eliminating the external, you're going within and doing the internal, and then you're connecting with your higher self. And when you can do that, it really allows you to say, oh, I can feel and see what it is that's holding me back. And I don't like this and I want it to stop. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can take the next conscious step of, well, what does that look like? How does it look like to heal that, to release that and to offer forgiveness? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. So with that, where where do you see yourself going for the rest of your time here in this lifetime? What's what are some things that you're hoping to accomplish before you transition? Um Well, you know, I have a lot of goals. <laughs> I see my <laughs> Um one thing that I am currently working on is surrendering to what my expectations are <laughs> like I went through in the last year of thinking I was going to move and sell and do all these things and then in the end I realized um my husband was manifesting behind me <laughs> like I always tell him that I tease him I go you were manifesting behind my back because what you got going on I never saw and so um but I do I see at some point living on like having land getting out of the state that i'm in being more um 
I want to have like an open shop. I want to have a family shop, a healing center. And I do see that. And so it's interesting even where I'm at. I'm like, I have this vision of like opening a healing center. That's kind of like a gym. Like you come in, you pay a membership and you are, you, you're everything that we offer is available. You know, like if you want to have readings, if you want to have Reiki, if you want to have a massage, if you want to have light therapy, if you want to have a crystal shop, if whatever it is, you know, and um, to me, like, ultimately that just seems like you just come and you're just in this healing. There's yoga, there's meditation, there's sound healing, whatever you want, we have it. And um, we'll see if that, if that happens in this lifetime, but that's something that I do see. I've seen my shop, I've journeyed to it and, you know, but we'll see what happens with it. Crystals and all the fun stuff. I like tools. I like things to, to tangible, like spiritual tools. I love them. What's your favorite spiritual tool, like a physical tool that you have right now? Um, I don't know. I just actually kind of, what I have been doing actually I have it right here what I have been doing recently with um so when I do distance I'm very visual so I'm able to um let me see if I can pull this up for you and I did I think I posted a picture of it but I'm very visual and I just I work here but lately I've been working with this tool oh that's beautiful and And so with it, I have my crystal point, a piece of tourmaline at the foundation. And then I have all the seven chakra stones and my pendulum. And then when I activate it and I can see and feel exactly where they are in their chakras. And then I use the stone to then put on that. And then I, I work with it and I go from root to crown when I work with this. And for, for people on the podcast, she's holding up a, a wooden plaque that has a mandala is that the seed of life mandala, I think on it. Yeah. And then mm, the flower um, of life and the flower of life. And then an image with a body with the seven chakras laid on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And forgot over not just visual. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They can go to YouTube if they want to see the visual. <laughs> So, um, those tools, I really like, um, a lot of the, like I have, um, a pyramid crystal triangle. I really enjoy right now. Um, I I have a few tools that I just, I like because it's bringing in the sound Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I've been resonating with lately is what sound vibrations can I bring in? That's going to amplify and enhance the Reiki experience. And so bringing those into practice actually has been one, it kind of breaks up the um, just going and doing the work because then I know like if I ring this bell here, it's going to vibrate things and it makes the, you know, and people like they really get deeper into their meditation with it. So I like that. Um, And I think people really enjoy it. Because they're like, I don't know what you just played, but that was wonderful, you know, and they feel it deep within themselves. And so I try to bring an experience to the session and bring fun to the session and not just like you're coming in, let's sit down and get serious and talk, you know, and now I'm going to put you on the bed. And I'm just no bring fun, bring in your personality. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the best thing. 
Beautiful. Beautiful. So in all of this, with, with all of this amazing wisdom and perspective that you've shared, is there one lesson that you've learned in your life so far that feels particularly poignant for you? Like what's the most important one if you had to pick one so far? Get out of your own way. (laughs) I think that's probably the biggest one. We are our biggest obstacle or our biggest saboteur. I think we sabotage ourselves with our pain and our suffering and our stories and um, even what our future expectations are. If we can't be in our moment and our right now, then we're really not tapping into our pure magic of what is right now. And I'm, I'm, I do this a lot with myself. Like I have to always remind myself, be in the moment. It's okay. Don't, don't, cause I can get super focused on the future. Right. And then that brings in a lot of worry. It brings in a lot of anxiety because it's like, suddenly it feels like time shrinks. There's not enough time. I don't know if I'm going to achieve that. I don't know if I'm going to get there. There's just not enough time. And when you're in your, your present moment, and you're just allowing things to be as they are. Um, and I'm a hard worker. So it's like, you know, I'm always like, and on top of all of the classes and everything I also took, I worked a 40 hour job and opened a practice. And, you know, that's like me, like, I'm always like, my plate is extremely full and gets heavy. And then I'm like, ah, but I'm able to adjust through that. And I think that a lot of people, we just get in our own way. And it's important to like give ourselves the patience and the grace to move through this life and know that sometimes it's okay if things don't work out exactly how you see it because what is coming might be much greater than we think. Yeah, absolutely. So is there anything that I didn't ask about that you would love to share or anything that you feel you would love for our listeners to walk away with from this interview today? Mm. I think that as people listen to our interviews, all three of us, that we're just, we're all, we're all one, right? We're all in this together. And I think that people should recognize that we've been through the same pains, the same sufferings, the same experiences, you know, like, we're no one to like, I'm always like, don't put me on that pedestal. I don't want to be there. I'm, I'm here with you. Like I said, I'll get down on the floor with you. You know, like I'm good. I, that's who I am. And so I'm like an open door policy kind of person. And um, my home's always open and stuff like that. So I think just seeing us as people that have gone through it, you know, and to recognize that. So we were real people that can be reached out to, that can be communicated with, that if they have something that they're going through and just need someone to listen, like we're here for that. You know, I see us as a healing community and um, there's no reason why we can't offer that in a really, in a real way, you know. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful point to wrap up on, because like you said, it we don't want this to be the Christine Izzy and Chantel show, but this is the community was really designed to help you come back into connection with yourself and your own wisdom and your own ability to heal. And, you know, I say it all the time. I think we do find healing in solidarity and in connecting with others. And that's really the purpose behind these interviews. But at the same time, at the end of the day, what we're really here to do is guide you back 
into yourself. And you're just such an amazing facilitator to, to do that. Thank you. Thank you. And so are you. I think that we have a great team here and we have a lot to to offer and, you know, because the diversity of the three of us and, and every the other, you know, people that are coming in and support and everything, we are, we're a diverse community, but very connected by, um, by the threads of life, you know? And so, yeah. Before we continue on to our quick fire round with Chantel, let's take a moment to hear from recent Shamanic Reiki Practitioner Training Program graduate, Jody Silverman. You may remember Jody from a podcast interview we did with her a few weeks back on psychotherapeutic Reiki. If you're interested in listening to that, you can find the link in the show notes. But for now, Jody wants to share how joining the Shamanic Reiki Practitioner Training Program transformed her practice, both with therapy and with Reiki. Let's hear what she has to say. Reiki Cafe Shamanic Reiki Practitioner course was absolutely incredible for so many reasons. I'm a psychotherapist and Reiki master, and over the past few years, I've been integrating psychotherapeutic Reiki into my practice, which is a combination of Reiki and talk therapy. I decided to take this particular course because I wanted a stronger connection to my intuition and a more direct line of communication to my spirit team as a way of helping me develop personally and professionally. This course turned out to be a perfect match as we worked through the chakras doing our own inner work, as well as learning how to confidently connect with spirit guides and power animals. The tools and skills I learned turned out to be very similar to what I was doing with psychotherapeutic Reiki, and it's helped me to feel more confident in the work I do with others as well. The teachers are supportive, knowledgeable, and very accessible. Most importantly, I got to work alongside a community of amazing people who are like-minded and doing the same work. I still have so much to integrate from this course and so much more to learn and know that my Reiki Cafe family will always be there as a resource for me. I highly recommend this course for anybody who is on this journey and wanting to not only increase their skills, but join a family of support for continuing to do the work. Jody, thank you so much for being such a shining example of the healing that can occur when you choose to go within and an inspiration to all who are interested in our SRPT program. If you're interested in joining us, our next program, our next cohort for the Shamanic Reiki Practitioner Training Program starts in September, September 20th. So if you're interested, we are in early bird pricing. Enrollment is now open and you can head over to the link in the comments to read more and submit your application. That link is reikicafeuni.com for more information and to submit your application today. Now, let's get back to the show. Beautiful. Well, are you ready for your, your quick fire round? Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite color? Purple and black. Purple and black. What is one word that you say far too often? You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like y'all technically one word. <laughs> I know. I rewatch videos and I'm like, can you say that anymore? <laughs> That's the best way to learn, though, is is go back and listen to yourself, as painful as it is. It is. It's difficult, but yeah, it's a learning lesson. Okay, if you had to choose the most transformational moment in your journey so far, what would it be? Um, 
my son transitioning. What's one spiritual tool everyone should have in their toolkit? Mm -hmm. An open mind and an open Uh, heart. Yeah. Oh, that was perfect. We are our biggest spiritual tool. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You're so, oh, okay. What's one book or podcast everyone should listen to? You know, I am really into Dolores Cannon right now and all of her teachings and, um, you know, the new earth and what we are growing into the energies that we're growing into so I highly recommend picking up any of, or watching her podcast, picking up one of her 20 books that she has. And yeah, I'm, I'm just loving her right now. We'll put links to all of that in the comments or in the show notes for anybody who's interested. Mm-hmm. Um, what's something no one knows about you until they get to know you? Um, that I'm, I think I'm more guarded then I show up as sometimes. What is your favorite thing about working with myself and Christine? Oh, your guys is like your wisdom and your, your laughter and your personalities. Like I just, there's so much light that comes from both of you in two different ways, but they, they complement each other very well. So, yeah. What's on your vision board right now? Um, actually, on I have one right here, and in the in the middle it says happiness. Mm. Yeah, and all that that encompasses. Mm. Yeah. Last one. What's the most important thing about yourself? Mm. I don't even know on that one. Um, I'm resilient. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a, I think if I, um, if I let everything that has tried to take me down, take me down, yeah, I would be a different person than I am. But the resilience allows me to see that we can still fight through things and move through things and let it become a part of our past. It becomes a part of our story, but doesn't have to be our future, you know? So beautiful. Find that inner strength. Is there anything else about yourself that you want the community to know? Um, Family oriented. I uh, have two granddaughters, you know, um, just life, I guess. Just live life. Be happy. Just as far as myself, um, I like to travel. I like to. I'm adventurous. I gotta, you know. I like to go and do things and be busy. And so, yeah. Beautiful. Well, it has been an absolute joy speaking with you today, Chantel. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your light and just being so true to yourself and your life path and your life purpose and all of it. Thank you. That was a very fast hour. (laughs) 
is. It always is. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. No. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. We will leave links if you want to connect with Chantel in the comments and in the show notes. And until next time, have a wonderful day, week, life, year, and we'll see you next time on Reiki Cafe Radio. Bye. Thank you. Reiki Cafe Radio is sponsored by Reiki Cafe University, where your Reiki dreams become reality. Join us on Instagram or Facebook at Reiki Cafe University, watch our videos on YouTube, or visit the website to learn more about our colleges of Reiki, chakras, and business. It's our aim to help you on your path to wellness, guiding you into confidence as you transmute your inner critic and say yes to you. We're here to help you bring your Reiki dreams into reality and your path to abundance, health, and healing unfolds from here. And love and light, Christine Renee and Izzy Wells.